0: Chapter 19 of Concise Commentary on the Book of Matthew. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bill Mosley, Lano County, Texas, USA. Concise Commentary on the Book of Matthew by Matthew Henry. Chapter 19 chapter outline jesus enters judea verses 1 and 2 the pharisees question about divorces verses 3 through 12 young children brought to jesus 13 through 15 the rich young man's inquiry 16 through 22 the recompense of christ's followers 23 through 30 Verses 1 and 2 Great multitudes followed Christ. When Christ departs, it is best for us to follow him. They found him as able and ready to help elsewhere as he had been in Galilee, wherever the Son of Righteousness arose. It was with healing in his wings. Verses 3 through 12 the pharisees were desirous of drawing something from jesus which they might represent as contrary to the law of moses cases about marriage have been numerous and sometimes perplexed made so not by the law of god but by the lusts and follies of men and often people fix what they will do before they ask for advice Jesus replied by asking whether they had not read the account of the creation and the first example of marriage, thus pointing out that every departure therefrom was wrong. That condition is best for us, and to be chosen and kept to accordingly, which is best for our souls, and tends most to prepare us for and preserve us to the kingdom of heaven when the gospel is really embraced it makes men kind relatives and faithful friends it teaches them to bear the burdens and to bear with the infirmities of those with whom they are connected to consider their peace and happiness more than their own as to ungodly persons it is proper that they should be restrained by laws from breaking the peace of society and we learn that the married state should be entered upon with great seriousness and earnest prayer. Verses 13-15 through It is well when we come to Christ ourselves and bring our children. Little children may be brought to Christ as needing and being capable of receiving blessings from Him and having an interest in His intercession. We can but beg a blessing for them christ only can command the blessing it is well for us that christ has more love and tenderness in him than the best of his disciples have and let us learn of him not to discountenance any willing well-meaning souls in their seeking after christ though they are but weak those who are given to christ as part of his purchase he will in no wise cast out therefore he takes it ill of all who forbid and try to shut out those whom he has received, and all Christians should bring their children to the Savior, that he may bless them with spiritual blessings. Verses 16-22 through 22. Christ knew that covetousness was the sin which most easily beset this young man though he had got honestly what he possessed yet he could not cheerfully part with it and by this his want of sincerity was shown christ's promises make his precepts easy and his yoke pleasant and very comfortable yet this promise was as much a trial of the young man's faith as the precept was of his charity and contempt of the world it is required of us in following christ that we duly attend his ordinances strictly follow his pattern and cheerfully submit to his disposals and this from love to him and independence on him to sell all and give to the poor will not serve but we are to follow christ the gospel is the only remedy for lost sinners Many abstain from gross vices, who do not attend to their obligations to God. Thousands of instances of disobedience in thought, word, and deed are marked against them in the book of God. Thus numbers forsake Christ. Loving this present world, they feel convictions and desires, but they depart sorrowful, perhaps trembling. It behooves us to try ourselves in these matters, for the Lord will try us. Verses 23-30 Though Christ spoke so strongly, few that have riches do not trust in them, but few that are poor are not tempted to envy. But men's earnestness in this manner is like their toiling to build a high wall to shut themselves and their children out of heaven. It should be satisfaction to those who are in a low condition that they are not exposed to the temptations of a high and prosperous condition if they live more hardly in this world than the rich. Yet if they get more easily to a better world, they have no reason to complain. Christ's words show that it is hard for a rich man to be a good Christian and to be saved. The way to heaven is a narrow way to all and the gate that leads to it, a straight gate, particularly so to rich people. More duties are expected from them than from others, and more sins easily beset them. It is hard not to be charmed with a smiling world rich people have a great account to make up for their opportunities above others it is utterly impossible for a man that sets his heart upon his riches to get to heaven christ used an expression denoting a difficulty altogether unconquerable by the power of man nothing less than the almighty grace of god will enable a rich man to get over this difficulty who then can be saved if riches hinder rich people are not pride and sinful lusts found in those not rich and as dangerous to them who can be saved said the disciples none saith christ by any created power the beginning progress and perfecting the work of salvation depend wholly on the almighty power of god to which all things are possible NOT THAT RICH PEOPLE CAN BE SAVED IN THEIR worldliness, BUT THAT THEY SHOULD BE SAVED FROM IT. PETER SAID, WE HAVE FORSAKEN ALL. ALAS, IT WAS BUT A POOR ALL, ONLY A FEW BOATS AND NETS. YET OBSERVE HOW PETER SPEAKS, AS IF IT HAD BEEN SOME MIGHTY THING. WE ARE TOO APT TO MAKE THE MOST OF OUR SERVICES AND SUFFERINGS, OUR EXPENSES AND LOSSES, for christ however christ does not upbraid them though it was but little that they had forsaken yet it was their all and as dear to them as if it had been more christ took it kindly that they left it to follow him he accepts according to what a man hath our lord's promise to the apostles is that when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of His glory, He will make all things new, and they shall sit with Him in judgment on those who will be judged according to their doctrine. This sets forth the honor, dignity, and authority of their office and ministry. Our Lord added that every one who had forsaken possessions or comforts for his sake and the gospel would be recompensed at last. May God give us faith to rest our hope on this His promise. Then we shall be ready for every service or sacrifice. Our Savior, in the last verse, does away a mistake of some. The heavenly inheritance is not given as earthly ones are, but according to God's pleasure. Let us not trust in promising appearances or outward professions others may for aught we know become eminent in faith and holiness end of chapter 19 recording by bill mosley lano county texas usa